Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. This podcast is now brought to you by Bracken.Design, an assets company that are now giving Creative Waffle listeners 20% off if you use code WAFFLE20 at checkout. With Bracken, there's no limited PSD templates or Photoshop actions that will rasterize your type. This means that they're really easy to use and they can give your work that little extra edge, especially when you're creating sports graphics, textures are absolutely key and using premium textures can really set you apart. So there's a link down in the description below. And if you use WAFFLE20 at checkout, then you'll get 20% off. Please do go and check them out. They're well worth using in your work. And with that 20% discount, they're absolute steal. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. There you go. That's it. We're into the podcast. <laughs> Could you, crazy. Uh... <laughs> so the first podcast you've done, right? Yeah, that that's the first. I once was uh, doing an interview for a Polish uh, radio station. It was it was Nuance Sport, something like this. Uh, they cancelled this radio after my interview, so I oh, hope no. this was, yeah, I, I guess they tried to do the athletic stuff, like paying subscription, like they having this uh, site, uh, to, you know, to get the uh, article, you had to pay for that, and mm-hmm. well, in my country, it didn't work out, so they had to <laughs> <laughs> close everything, but they had really great radio, like, the stuff uh, they've been, you know, talking about was really interesting about sports and other stuff. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, whereabouts are you in Poland? Uh, it's Krakow. I don't know if you uh, nice. know this. Oh, okay, you know this city. Yeah. Uh, it's for me. It's one of the most greatest cities in the world. Um, yeah. It's it's really a lot of fun. Uh, we see many Englishmen, you know, coming to Krakow and enjoying their themselves. Mostly, uh, we've got this one great pub. It's Irish pub. There's really <laughs> cool stuff. Like you are coming from Polish street to other different dimension. Like you know, to being in UK. So it's crazy. It's really nice stuff. That's crazy that every, like, I'm pretty sure every country has, or every city has a has its own Irish pub. I'm not sure what's happening yeah. in the world, but everywhere has one. Like, we went on holiday to Spain when I was a kid, and like, there's just an Irish pub. Like, I don't know whether people have moved over there and started one. Like, I, who owns the one in, in Poland? I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess people love this uh, English climate. Like, I've been in UK last year uh, in Manchester and London, and I've mm-hmm. really enjoyed that stay. Like, it, like this Irish pub kind of reminds me of these good moments back there. And I believe each country wants to, you know, have this one, as you said, pub uh, that is Irish. But in this Irish pub, we had, uh, you know, more Scottish people than Irish. So it was crazy <laughs> as well. How, uh, how was London for you? How did you find the UK? Oh my God, London was amazing. I I mean, I really love the communication you got there. You live in London, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love the city. I've been in, uh, Stra- oh my gosh, uh, Stansted Airport, then oh, yeah. uh, Stratford, Stratford it was, I guess, the Olympic area, West Ham, etc. Mm. So you guys yeah, again? I've been there. No, no. Uh, West Ham was playing away back then, so I only went on a stadium tour with my dad because we were then for ABBA concert. Uh, oh, yeah. They were having this uh, holographic <laughs> stuff. It was insane. Like it was crazy. Yeah, that's that's the same like like one tube stop or two tube stops away from my where I live. So I could have uh, like if we, we did, if we had known each other, we would have met up. But uh, like with Nick, you know Nick uh, Nick Chan. Uh, yeah, Chan? of course I yeah. know him. He's great. So yeah, so we had him on the. He was in London, and I was like, oh, "We've got to, we've got to meet up and have a podcast or have a chat at least." Um, so and I, if 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 this was last year and we and I had known you, would have done the same. But uh, yeah, amazing. I'm glad you enjoyed it though. And yeah. the Apple concert was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. You know, it was crazy uh, two days because we landed on Friday. The concert was supposed to be on Saturday. And it was like we wanted to visit so many places. Like we kind of made, I don't know, five miles uh, each day. So it was a lot of walking and everything. But yeah, next time I will be in London, I will, you know, give you a call or something. So we can meet up for, you know, coffee or something, you know. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, what did you go? What did you do? Like, did you do any tourism stuff, like Big Ben, or like, what, what sort of stuff did you do whilst in London? Oh, uh, we started from uh, Piccadilly Circus. I guess nice. that was my main point to uh, see. Then we walked uh, to uh, Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Then we had um, my gosh, how how this cathedral name was. Uh, uh, nearby uh, Buckingham Palace, uh, uh, my gosh, Westminster Abbey. Westminster yeah, that's Abbey it. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we saw. Well, we mostly see the entire London, I guess. We went to Big Ben, then to the Tower Bridge. So we really did a lot of stuff back then. And then nice. next day, uh, we've been walking through uh, this Olympic area. So it was really impressive and weather was actually crazy because it was sunny it wasn't you know rainy like people used to say that london is really cloudy and there's a lot of rain. so uh it was fun it was really fun yeah nice nice that's good stuff what was your what did your favorite what's your favorite part was it the football stadiums obviously you went i saw on instagram scrolling back through your instagram you went to united's uh stadium tour as well so yeah what, what was the best part of yeah. that stadium tour oh I think, you know, I'm a Manchester United supporter, so I can't be maybe, uh, well, my feelings will be much stronger than my, uh, you know, ne- natural opinion. I think Old Trafford was much better than Olympic Stadium. Yeah, like, of course. Olympic, Olympic Stadium uh, did not have this uh, soul and vibe of, you know, it was this modern stadium without a soul for me. Old mm. Trafford had this history like, uh, it was dream come true and etc. Like when uh, our Uber driver, I was back then with my boyfriend uh, in Manchester. So when our Uber driver uh, parked nearby uh, football, uh, it was football hotel, hotel, fo- hotel football, something yeah, like yeah, this yeah. nearby Old Trafford. Yeah. yeah, great place by the way. Uh, so when he parked, I, I was you know standing there and watching like I. I could not believe it. I'm here. Like it's crazy, right? <laughs> right? You you see Manchester United on TV. You know, by do, when you are doing graphics, you see them uh, on Gettys, and it was mm. really crazy. Like I was feeling like I'm a different dimension. Yeah, but yeah, Old Trafford was amazing. I I could do this uh, stadium tour each time I'm going to Manchester. Right? I've never done it. I mean, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan, and I, and I still would like to do it. Um, I think it'll be a I've been, I've been to the Man City one, and that was pretty impressive. Um, just the, like the, the they had a lot of technical stuff, and uh, they they took you into a room where it's like a 360 video, and um, it's all like an artificial grass pitch, and you got history all around you. Although it's not, you know, not as much history as Liverpool and Man United, but there's a lot of uh, history around you um, of, of uh, you know, and then winning Division Two or whatever it is. But uh, no, it's good. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, definitely want to go to a few more stadium tours. I think it's, it's such a cool. Uh, thing to do and get a good understanding of the team. I did the the one at uh, the Camp Nou, the Barcelona one. Yeah. That was fantastic. Fantastic uh, to see the history. It, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a good tour. I recommend getting. We didn't. We went for the cheapest option. We got just got a guide. Uh, no, there was no guide, and it was just like walk around yourself. And there's no audio guide. But we should have paid more for the audio guide or gone on for like a proper private tour thing. But um, the museum was good. That was that was good in the Barcelona one, but. Seeing like Messi's signed that, shirts and good. trophies. That's good to hear. I'm uh, go. I'm flying to Barcelona next month. Uh, for oh, the there game. you go. Yeah. Uh, so that's good uh, advice about this stadium tour because yeah. I'm about to book one, and I was thinking <laughs> about. Uh, I guess it was one for uh, for thirty-seven euros, something like this. It was mm. with. Uh, also, the uh, goalkeeper robot, you can score him a goal, something like uh, this. It's, yeah, it's yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah. right? But I, w- I was thinking about this one. So really looking forward to see uh, Camp Nou. You know, I, just, I also wanted to visit before they, uh, I guess they are expanding the stadium or something. I don't know. I, I heard they're planning to, you know, renovate the entire stadium, etc. So I wanted to yeah. watch this original uh you know, uh, Camp Nou and also watch Lewandowski play for Barca. Like, this is big stuff for us. So. Which game are you going to? 
uh, it's against Cadiz. They play, uh, I guess, two days after the one with United in Europa mm. League. So. Nice. I I didn't manage I didn't manage to uh, get tickets for Manchester United once, so I'm taking Caddy's uh, game as so you, you know. Will you watch the United game in a in a pub or or somewhere somewhere in Barcelona, or will you will you be back home? Um, my job uh, does not allow me as uh, we've got this uh, Europa League stuff and Conference League going on on CBS, so I will be covering mm. most of the stuff. So I'm flying on Friday next day and I'm staying for entire weekend and then returning on uh, Monday evening, something like yeah. this. Amazing. I'll tell you, what, I, I'm, so my partner's American and we're so lucky to live in Europe. Like we can just hop on a flight and get around. I, it's, yeah. it's, it's fantastic um, that we can, we can just you know, do that. And I was thinking earlier on about uh, how, how amazing it is like these companies like at CBS and American companies just hiring people from Europe and you can, we can we're all really connected and then the sports design world you, at the moment you don't have to hire someone that's local you can hire just anyone that's the best for the job right um, I wonder if uh, I wonder if we'll move towards that sort of environment going forward if if there won't be any designers in the house and it's just going to be all connected by the internet and you know working for different people around the world I don't know I don't know what, what do you think what's like the what do you think about uh, the future of the design world is going to be? I think pandemic uh, did a lot of uh, yeah. job in this area. Like uh, companies started to see that people can do their job properly from house. And, uh, you know, I, start, I started my job back in 2015. Like uh, back then I received my first uh let's say contract offer or you know just to working for the agency and i was always working working uh, back from home and uh, some companies i was working with a polish club uh, in 26 next year actually and they were having this problem to you know like you can't work remotely we just need you at the stadium or something like i believe CBS is different, uh, for me, it's different uh, sort of this, like, you, from what I remember, you worked with Arsenal and Liverpool, mm. right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, be so I believe uh, the club work and with the football club working is much different, like, they need you at, uh, at the, you know, at the office, at the exact moment, like, mm. um, there's a lot of going on in the football club stuff much more than I guess in CBS. In CBS, we've got uh, our busy days are mostly with the Champions League stuff. Like mm. they don't need me at the office. I can do everything, uh, you know, from my house. And uh, we go on this meeting, everyone are working, working from home and we are, I think we are delivering stuff uh, nicely. I hope we will keep growing. Uh, I think it really depends for me. I could wor work like hybrid it is like you are yeah. let's say two days at the office and three days at home so if i had this option i would definitely you know uh mm. go for it just to have this balance between working from home and had this feeling like you are going to people to talk with someone to have fun or or, or just something like working from home is uh some some sort of sometimes boring, like you don't have yeah. the real contact with people. And I think this is uh, really important stuff to, you know, uh, you know, keep in touch with your colleagues uh, from work. So I think balance is always uh, proper stuff for me. Like I'm trying always to balance stuff. At this moment, I don't have this option, but if there is chance to, you know, go to New York or London and work from them, it's good for me. Yeah, that's wicked. Is there a, is there a CBS office in, in London, is there? Or is there, I don't know. From what I know, we are recording uh, this stuff with Thierry Henry and Micah Richards and Jamie Carragher in London. I guess oh. it's in London from what I know. And... We had this event on October, it was with Champions League. They were recording uh, in New York. So mostly we are recording in uh, London. 
in terms of uh, Champions League, but rest like Serie A and other stuff, it's in New York. Amazing. That's really cool. That's good to know a bit, bit, bit of the inside uh, inside knowledge. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. Well, I guess we'll, get, we'll but, go on to more about the CBS in a minute and, and, and chat more about um, like the team and who you work with and the process and stuff. But uh, I completely forgot to ask, uh, you to give yourself a bit of an introduction of who you are. It's like we figured out that you're oh from the title. Cause you're called Megan and you're, and you're from Poland, but I don't. We don't like. Could you give us a bit of an introduction about who you are? <laughs> oh sure, <laughs> that was good chat actually. So uh, <laughs> I was hoping to skip that part about my introduction, but <laughs> let's get into it. So uh, I'm Megan. I'm from Poland. My nickname on most of my social media is uh, Mara Nine. Is back from when I was doing uh, manga colorings. I was thinking about some Japanese sound nickname. Uh, I know Mariu mm. is not uh, Japanese mostly, but for me it was, you know, uh, going fine uh, for the vibe. Uh, so yeah, I'm currently working with CBS Golazo. I was working uh, previously with Bleacher Report Football and also Gold.com. Um, mostly a freelance graphic designer, but my main job is currently CBS. Um, in my portfolio, I have some nice companies. Most I'm really proud mostly <laughs> about work for Manchester United. As a Manchester United supporter, that was uh, that was one of my lifetime goals to finally achieve it. It's really amazing. And I believe I some sort of took this curse I had uh, due, because I'm uh, creating match day posters when I have time. Uh, so since I started, it was 10 years ago. So it was when Manchester United last won the title. And back then <laughs> they are not able to manage it. So I reduced amount of my uh, match poster, hoping that they can finally uh, get higher in the league. But uh, We'll see. We are on the good way, I think. So yeah. uh, we will see. Uh, I'm mostly known. Um, well, I'm a bit of a jokey person. Like I like to uh, joke a lot. So uh, I believe I'm good at jinxing uh, any football team uh, <laughs> that is uh, contacting with me. Like last season, it's a funny story. Uh, in CBS, we were preparing the graphic for Arsenal to finally... Uh, getting the top four. Uh, after I made this graphic, the <laughs> Spurs beat them, and uh, my colleague Rash was some, told me that he will never give me another Arsenal graphic <laughs> for not jinxing. <laughs> so that's why I think we're gonna look for uh, other designer or freelancer that will make the title uh, graphic for Arsenal when they win the league. So, <laughs> so wow. it will be me. Very superstitious. That's good. That's uh, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, that's a great summary as well. That's England. Yeah, Liverpool, UEFA, uh, the Dutch league. Uh, I actually don't know how to pronounce that. How do you, how do you pronounce the Dutch league? Uh, Ek extra. Uh, extra uh, it's po Polish league. Uh, it's extra uh, klasa. Pardon me. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like, it's like the word of extra and class, but you gave another a on the class. Something like this. It will Correct. be. Uh, I'm not good in explaining in sort of language, so <laughs> I will just focus on designing rather than uh, explaining uh, languages. Well, I mean, like you got Puma as well, and the you know, all sorts, all sorts of amazing uh, clients. Yeah, nice one. But it's so, so ten years now. I, I started probably like ten or so years ago. Like the, the sports design scene has changed massively since then. I don't. I don't feel like there was yeah. a big. I don't feel like there was a big community back then. Um, and now, like it's, it's just absolutely huge. And there's really new people, new talented designers getting into it every day. Um, like Nick, for example, like 18 year old kid from Malaysia, and now he's smashing it. That's crazy. He's, he's 18 year. He's 18 years old. Yeah. Yeah. My crazy, gosh, right? that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, was he? It's like it's like Jaden Sancho. I never know his age. He's like I don't know if he started at eighteen and now he's twenty, but he's definitely under twenty. Yeah, but uh, that's crazy. I can't remember what he said. Yeah, it's, it's wicked. It's so cool to see uh, uh, see people doing that. I remember he started like two or three years ago. He was doing really cool stuff with 
not the photo manipulation, but creative design. Like uh, I remember he had this uh, one style that even West Ham took. Uh, yeah. They got inspired by. I remember there was some sort of small drama about it. Like they copied his idea and uh, brought to their socials. So it was kind mm. of annoying, I believe, for him. So, but it also means that he's re- really doing great job and some sort of you know setting trends. Like yeah. I really think he's, um, you know, unusual designer in positive terms, of course. Uh, like, he really gave the, an illustration another look. Like, the sort of paintbrush he's using, or, I mean, I'm just impressed by, by his progress and what he's doing. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I totally agree. He brought something new to the, the industry, and that's completely why he smashed it and completely taken off. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Let's get back onto your story. All right, so, so you worked for Bleacher Report. How how long for, and how 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 far back, and what was that time like? Uh, it was 2018, I believe. I was working with Gold.com uh, back then, mm. uh, still. And one day, I remember uh, Sean Fay, uh, the guy who's responsible for finding most of the talented squad from Bleacher Report back then. Uh, he texted me and he asked if I want to, you know, do some uh, stuff for PR. I was like, my gosh, wh- why not? It's like Bridger Report was really growing back then and it was a uh, big honor for me to work with them. I met their uh, great people like Mateos Marcelo, uh, mm. you know him. Yeah, he was, he was a great uh, lead designer for us. Like, I learned a lot from him. He was a great person to lead you through uh, many stuff. And one thing I learned from him is like paying attention to each detail, to each pixel you've got, because it will really bring more people to appreciate your work when you publish it. And uh, I think back then we had a really crazy team at BR with Mateus, uh, with Emran, with Sean, with Jay, Jay Tain is also a goat for me. He's he's crazy. I, I really regret he stopped uh, posting uh, stuff on social because he was doing amazing job, like in terms of photo manipulation uh, and other stuff. So I definitely would say we really had great team at BR. And mm. meantime, uh, and in the meantime, I also remember well. When I get to BR, I think I achieved much higher level than I expected. Like it really pushed me to, you know, work more, work uh, more on my workshop. Uh, with like, I started to uh, giving renders much more depth than I used to, and I had this some sort of style to, you know add a lot of smoke and dust and something. And I learned from that, uh, from BR team that you can do this much better than, you know, trying to hit some, let's say, um, not good stuff with smoke. So, uh, so yeah. Nice. Yeah. Where, where did you get your, your, all, all those things from? Cause like in your, in your work, you're very good with, uh, getting, my perspective, but also the, the pitch as well. I, I find your, your your quality of like the overall quality and sharpness is just amazing as well. Like, how do you keep it all sharp, and uh, where do you get your all of your all of your pit grass grass textures and concrete textures and all those sort of things? Or is uh, that a secret? Most <laughs> mostly mostly when my clients got uh, get the access, it's from them. And mm. I also, uh, when I started my freelancing career, it was, uh, I guess, four years ago. It was like I decided to, you know, create a, so my sort of company uh, to get more clients and, you know, uh, giving uh, this uh, invoice stuff, etc. cetera. Uh, so I remember I bought myself a Shutterstock subscription and uh, it's yeah. really, I, be- I believe it, brought my uh, standards on a much higher level with a variety of textures I got there and also with, uh, let's say, some stock photos that can help me with finding proper perspective in my work. Like mm. Shutterstock gives you another level of uh, 
of your work, I guess, and about this sharpness and perspective. I'm trying to follow a lot of trends that are currently uh, hyped in design community, let's say, like this. Uh, I really love what Franco Di Pietro is doing. Uh, he's working with 433, and mm. he's such an inspiration for me with this perspective stuff. Like, I think I'm mostly a person that like to make graphic really straight. Like, you are looking at the simple angle and perspective. And when I'm lo- when I'm looking at his works, it's like, man, how he made it, how he how he thought about this perspective, it's crazy. And I'm trying to, I'm really, it's not maybe in bad terms, but I'm getting frustrated when I can't do something. Like, I'm always trying to, you know, uh, when I see on my renders, let's say one work, I see the edges of, uh, let's say, shoulder are really sharpie and it's not blending well with environment. So I'm trying to find a way and sometimes it's good to uh, go to basics. Like I'm going to, let's say, YouTube tutorial and watching how to uh, smooch much uh, or, or something. Like I guess returning to basics sometimes it's much better to, you know, than going to a much more advanced level. Like when mm-hmm. you really start with basics, uh, it allows you to explore more stuff. And also when you are watching some tutorials, uh, it also helps you if you've got time, of course. Sometimes you don't have time and you are doing stuff under the pressure. But when you get time, I like to uh, have some fun with it, like trying to find, uh, let's say, mix some filters and some actions or something and try to improve my style. Mm. Yeah, so it's yeah. like this. It's it's really hard to explain. Uh, like uh, it's keeping, I'm, I'm trying to follow multiple uh, designers and to think how they made it. Like trying to, you know, zoom out, zoom in and try to maybe discover how each layer is sorted or something. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like unlocking a puzzle, isn't it? It's like, it's, it's, it's crazy I, because that is most of our our work when we're looking at other people and looking at inspiration and looking at uh, just other other teams and companies that do the same stuff as us. It's like picking how they did it and finding finding like the, the perfect combination and re- like make remaking work is is most of our job, I think. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's really impressive if you and you have a great feeling when you when you finally unlock it and, and you see oh yeah now I know how to do it yeah. and you can use it and work and yeah it's it's great those little techniques. Um, my my work on recently has been lighting. I've been trying to get a little bit better at lighting um, and looking at even in, in, and this is something that um, Paolo talked talked to me about. And he was saying even on a bus when he's when he's on a bus. He, uh, you know, he looks at the lighting and how the lights coming through in, in real world situations. So I've been trying to do that a bit more and um, looking at how other sports designers have been breaking down their lighting and um, yeah, it's and because because I've definitely fallen into the trap of uh, just not really having a light source on my work. Like I've not found like a particular yeah. just making it all look sort of the same lighting like I could I guess like an everyday. Uh, I know like that a, feeling. Yeah, you yeah, know what I, I mean? Yeah. Feeling. Yeah. So it's nice, it's nice to be able to focus on it and give a bit more depth in that case. The next thing I'm going to tackle is proper shadows. So I don't know if you use um, uh, Dean Davis's uh, shadow brushes, but I've been using his, his shadow brushes for, for ages and it's just so simple and they look pretty good, but it's not yeah. quite true to light. I recently, I recently discovered. Uh, there's one designer who's really getting famous right now on Twitter. It's Max Asabian, I guess. He's doing okay. uh, this stuff uh, after and before. Like he's a photo manipulator mostly, but he's doing also speed art on YouTube. So mm. uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name uh, good, but I recently discovered that for let's say uh, lights on uh, fur of the fox, you are using different uh, paintbrush than let's say the basic one 
So it was mind blowing for me. Like, wh- why I haven't thought about it? Like, why yeah, I haven't yeah. try other brush or, or something? Like, uh, during your workflow, work time, and etc., you are forgetting about so many things that you know because of routine. You you are keeping work. Mm. You want to deliver it on time and you sometimes really forget about some extras uh, that can make your work much better. And it kind of frustrates it frustrates me sometimes when I'm trying to make something good, but later on I'm, watch, I'm returning to my work, which is, which is published. And I like, my gosh, why I haven't, why I forgot about this brush or, or something. I, I should do this much more better. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, I definitely do the same. I, I, you get this work, massive workload, and you just plow through it, and never get time to think, uh, or, or think of those brushes and those extra things. Yeah, I, there must be so much more out there as well. That I just don't know about as well. Like, you do, there's so much many many more textures, many more elements that you could use in your design, but we just don't don't know about it because unless someone else tweets about it or unless someone else posts it on their Instagram story, I'm I'm probably never going to find it because I don't have enough. Well, don't make the time to look um, and find them. Yeah. Uh, do you, Mark? Uh, I remember you've been doing illustrations, right? So uh, drawing, sketching, etc. Yeah, I tried my hand at it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I've recently decided to tone it down a little bit um, and focus more on the on the graphic side of stuff. But yeah, I tried. <laughs> And you are you are you are working with this cricket league or, or something? Yeah, yeah. So so I went from. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So this is my cricket team. Uh, as I supported as a kid, um, and I was a member there for for ten or so years. Um, so now I'm back uh, as a designer, which is doing all the projects that my younger self would 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 have wanted to do. Um, so that's really cool, and I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I'm the only designer there, so I get a lot of freedom. Um, a lot of work, but a lot of freedom to do whatever I want and, and make the brand its own, really, uh, which is great. Um, yeah, so Arsenal, Liverpool, and then there. That's nice stuff. I actually don't know what, what is Probably. going on with cr- cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually... There you okay, go. You're back. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually don't know what the cricket stuff is going on, but I remember uh, there is this agency, Digital Engage Partners, I guess. Uh, okay. It's based in London. Mateus Marcelo, which was uh, lead graphic designer in BR, is, I guess, a creative director right now, back then. I remember they've been doing the stuff with cricket. And mm. I, I never expected that you can give so much depth to the cricket stuff. Like, I believe the sports design is one of the best things in terms of creativity and mixing styles. Like, you can, let's say, bring the Greek architecture into football, basketball, and every other stuff and mix it and create a good, you know, environment, story, and Mm. whatever you want. Like, the sports design does not... uh, limit you uh, uh, you know there's no boundaries i, I believe yeah it's in unlimited yeah. design yeah exactly yeah it's fantastic i mean I'm, you have to send me the link of that person as well and, and their work so i'm not sure how i've seen it uh, uh, yeah for him uh, do you prefer twitter I, I think i will send you the twitter one uh, I I do it. yeah any, any way is good <laughs> <laughs> he's like i said he's doing this after and before uh, stuff. Mm. So I guess this will get really popular right now on Twitter uh, in terms of showing. Like we see people really like to see the process of your work. Uh, so how many layers you used, uh, which filters you've been using and uh, what terms, uh, let's say, uh, brush and flow is you are using. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, it's funny, isn't it? I, I really want to go back and make some of the old stuff again, just to make it better. Like, it's, it's a shame that you can't go back and change these, uh, these edits. Um, sometimes, like I made the champions one for when, when Surrey Cricket won the league, and I'd, I'd changed so much about it. Going, like, looking back now. <laughs> I had the same feeling like I was having this idea maybe I will try to uh, introduce it in the future but I was thinking about redesigning my old stuff like I was uh, I was curious how current work would looks like with 
let's say, uh, old stuff. I've been doing uh, the match posters, like I say, uh, for 10 years. It's crazy <laughs> amount of time uh, right now. And I still think that my progress is not uh, great as I wanted. Like, I feel like I'm improving each year, but it's not the progress I want. Maybe it's because mm. uh, after work, I'm just, you know, trying to forget about uh, Photoshop sometimes and <laughs> chill out uh, with yeah. some music and some uh, series. I believe sometimes you have to, uh, you know, turn yourself off and get some time off Photoshop and get this uh, hungry feeling to make some graphics. Like, I believe when I have this feeling, I don't know how it's uh, with you, but when I have this hung hungrier uh, for designing, I'm feeling like I'm doing the best mo best mm. works. Uh, but sometimes numbers aren't, <laughs> you know, best for it. So it's like, um... yeah, no, I hundred percent get it. And I'm, so I get that feeling when, uh, cause I do a lot of design work for not just the social channel, like a lot of design work for, um, like brochures and, and paperwork and editorial design as well for, for the, for the club. So, um, whenever I'm doing that, I'm, I'm always really wanting to work on the social stuff. Uh, so I get that hunger from, from not doing it all the time. And when I get to work on some social stuff, yeah, I put a lot of effort into it. And, um, how are you, how are, how are you finding, finding, um, like the time for, let's say creative waffle right now, what yeah. motivates you to, you know, to have this time, like, uh, what, what is the, the, your advice, how to, you know, uh, take yourself and I can do this, you know, after let's say eight hours uh, of work. Mm. Yeah. It's a, it's a great question. I've actually been asking myself like how, how I can get even better at time management and it's, it's struggling to spin all, like imagine them all as different plates and you have to spin them all. You have to, like I'm really struggling to do that um, with the gym. Like the, that's the one that's falling over at the moment. I'm not going to the gym as enough as much as I'd like. I'm not doing exercising enough. Um, I sometimes I play football about once a week at work in the mornings That's uh, and then and then try and go to the gym three times a week apart from that but I, I'd like to go to the gym more or, or I'd like to play football more um but I just I, I can't fit it in with, with my partner and, and try and working like trying to spend time with her but like watching the Netflix series or because even when I'm watching Netflix I'm like I really want to do some work or I really want to but you, you've got to spend time with partner otherwise she gets annoyed or you know it's not a good relationship and it's my fault and so which is fair enough um so you know yeah there's all these plates you have to spin and um yeah struggling to be honest <laughs> but uh yeah, like motor the motor i mean the motivation comes from this this pushes my career this pushes my network um i, th I think it's a very i think it's a very good thing a beneficial thing to do for for me um so I guess I just make I just fit it in where I can, and it's only I'm only recording one podcast a week really, um, so it's only like an hour a week plus the editing. So it's probably only about four four hours a week really that I'm thinking about the podcast. Maybe, maybe five for a bit of research, but when booking and stuff, yeah, I don't know. It's to answer your question, I don't really have a set. Yeah, I don't really have an answer really, but um, just want to make. I think I'm very career focused. I think that's what it, the answer. I'm just very, very career focused and want to make the best of this career. When I when I look back, I want to make sure I did a good job. Um, and uh, I think that that's the sort of thing that drives me. Um, yeah. What about yourself? You seem very career focused as well. Well, um, I'm trying to, you know, um, find some other hobbies to not lose this interest in design, like. When you mm. get a lot of jobs, uh, a lot of clients are, you know, uh, texting to you about some projects. Uh, there is a time that you can really lose interest in uh, the graphic design. Like last year, I had this uh, rough moment, I guess, when I was thinking about dropping graphic design and maybe trying something new. But then I realized that I have to find something different that will uh like led me to um be excited about some other stuff rather than design and mm. it helps me to get that join again uh because there's no other worse feeling than losing interest in design and you know not being happy 
uh, on works you are doing. Like, I guess sometimes you really, you can be really uh, exhausted about pushing you to some boundaries that you can sometimes uh, jump over or something that sometimes you have to maybe stop and rethink stuff and maybe find other way that, or hobbies that will uh, help you go through this time, hard period of time. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, like I think that you are, you know, creating this podcast and everything that gives you other stuff. It's not designing actually, but it's something different, which uh, give you this uh, other way to enjoy your life and your Mm. work. Yeah, 100%. I think you're right. And it's also meeting new people as well, which I always enjoy. So um, it's a way to do that within within my community of sports design, within yeah, within a career focused mindset. But yeah, um, yeah, and I, I guess it's I guess I think I, I talked to my boss recently about it, and I I almost want my career and my job. And this might be dangerous, but I've worked in sports design for a long enough time where my career and my job are sort of just really merged now. So if, working at Liverpool. I was, and it was probably a bit unhealthy. I was completely always thinking about Liverpool because I was working for Liverpool. I support Liverpool. I'd play as Liverpool on FIFA. I would do everything. You wanted everything to be the best for Liverpool, right? Like it's yeah. your team and you want everything to be the best for them. Yeah, yeah. I believe that that uh, that must be exhausting and uh, really, uh, well, that's why I guess uh, I would rather work with my club as a freelancer for one project per year rather than, um, no. you know, uh, as my work. But, well, what's your, what you are saying about the football club and the club you supported, it really gives me this thought, like, just keep supporting your team, but not work for them. Like, it's healthier <laughs> for yourself and for your design uh, career yeah. same, same time. Yeah, I think I think that's a good... Um... It can be a good rule. I have a club. Some clubs, it's like, it's, for example, the cricket club. Um, Surrey Cricket Club is my club. It's the club I support. I come from Surrey in England, just outside London. So it's this is who I who I am, I guess, and who I support. Who I've always enjoyed and followed, and I'm, I'm really liking it. So it can it can be good if you work for the club that you that you support, and it can also not go so good, like like Liverpool. So. Um, yeah, I guess it's just making sure it's the right environment for you to to work in as well. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Environment is is really uh, the right people actually here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so how's how's CBS going? What's uh what's that like? And it must be quite fast paced. And the time the time zones, how are they treating you as well? <laughs> uh, well, I'm mostly uh, on time, like 11 a.m. till. Uh, 5 or 6 p.m. UK time, let's say like this. But mm. on Champions League, I'm on New York New York uh, time zone. Right. Yeah, but uh, it's mostly like when I'm finishing my shift, uh, let's say on 5 p.m. UK time, uh, most of the people from New York are coming to the job. And, hey, Megan, could you send me this graphic? Could you <laughs> do me this graphic? And I'm like, guys, I'm just going off. Like, my shift is over. Oh, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. So could you do this for next day or, or something? So uh, when we've got this, let's say, uh, quiet time like we have right now, we don't have this big tournament. We've just got, let's say, Carabao Cup and FA Cup right now. So there's not much going on. We are currently preparing for the Champions League. So uh, nice. we are hoping to land some new layouts or something and, you know, think about some milestone that can happen or something. But at this moment, we've got really quiet time and we can focus on other stuff. But uh, I will bring the World Cup example. Like World Cup was a crazy period of time for most of designer, I believe, who uh, works uh, in the football uh, environment. Uh, I've been, I think I've been working like 10 or 12 hours per day, and sometimes it wasn't even five days. It was like six or even seven days a week because. There was a really uh, tough. Uh, there, there were really tough deadlines for uh, some projects. I was also doing stuff for uh, FIFA, so there was additional job to deliver uh, for the client. So um, back then, I remember I had this 
uh, stuff going on, let's say, when there was a group stage, uh, the matches were starting, I guess, at 10 a.m. UK time, something like this. So I was starting uh, from the first game of the day and then finishing uh, after the last game of the day. So I was working from uh, 10 a.m. till uh, 10 p.m. just to cover yeah. all these three, three games, three or four games. I remember there were there were four games uh, per day, so uh, it was crazy stuff, and it was uh, really kind of exhausting. Like you have to cover each game, you have to uh, each uh, time you have to come up with other design, trying to find quick way, uh, trying to present a cool idea, something unusual, but. Sometimes uh, you had to drop some crazy idea, let's say, for Neymar uh, matching Pele record uh, to, you know, to go with simple stuff and just to deliver and uh, go and publish uh, stuff. So, yeah, currently, like I said, we are working on more, more European hours. New York team is working on theirs, but uh, the European folks, me and Rush, Rush is our uh, senior producer, so... We are working on European times, but when Champions League comes or uh, other stuff that CBS is uh, broadcasting, we are you know going on the New York time to uh, be on calls with rest of the team and mm. yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, it's, it's yeah. That sounds like you have to be quite flexible in terms of that working hours, which is uh, well, I guess that's, that's what you agree to, which is which is cool. You obviously you're obviously, uh, obviously up for doing it, but. Um, so the audience, the CBS uh, Sports, do you reckon it's quite an American audience? Do you know much about the audience you're designing for? Uh, we're mostly uh, hitting to, let's say, American audience, but we are trying to, uh, let's say, educate and attract more people around the world. Yeah. Like, I remember, I guess it was CBS who uh, gave info about Ronaldo going to Al Nasser. I guess mm. it was Ben... Uh, it was Ben from our team who gave that info. So we are trying to be uh, truthful, let's say truthful with our information. We don't want to, you know, uh, give every transfer room or a graphic or info. We just want to go with all confirmed stuff with tier ones yeah. and etc. That make it look good, right? So, yeah. 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 And but mostly we are hitting to uh, American audience. Uh, we. We actually want to, you know, um, make soccer, let's say soccer. Um, I'm struggling with saying soccer <laughs> while I, I used to say football. Uh, yeah. But uh, we want to educate Americans about uh, football. Uh, oh, nice. we, want to gi- we want to give them the platform and, uh, you know, make them get all info they need about the, their teams and etc. So let's say we... Mm, we had the transfer announcement at uh, 11 a.m. UK time. So we are uh, posting it, bec- uh, let's say after the transfer happens, we are posting it on this uh, 11 uh, a.m. because we also get this European audience. Like we're trying to brought diff- bring different stories uh, to audiences, etc. But mostly Americans are our main target, but mm. from what I see, Europeans also, so, some sort of Europeans also like to uh, follow CBS uh, because of, we have this uh, funny stuff with Champions League Studio. I don't know have you, if you see this, but uh, I, as I mentioned at the beginning, we have Thierry Henry, Peter Schmeichel, uh, Micah Richards, and Jamie Carragher. So they are like our uh, crazy talent stuff that brings fun and uh, mm. people uh, actually enjoy it. There was a funny story with Thierry Henry. There was some sort of, uh, not contest, but uh, the presenter was asking a couple of questions and let's say Thierry Henry had to reply, hi, my name is, and they were like giving some traps uh, under him. So he said, hi, I'm Thierry Henry. And it turns out it wasn't Thierry Henry and everyone were laughing. Uh, I've I seen guess that. it's yeah, yeah, really yes. This one was popular, so this is our mostly our stuff. I think Thierry Henry is great expert as well in terms of football knowledge and everything. He really gives uh, some strong statements sometimes. Yeah. 
and uh, well graphics i think are mostly an addition to attract uh twitter and instagram but mostly our video reels and something are the stuff we are really uh putting much more uh pressure and focus on it rather than uh design designs are part of it but not much as the studio and the video so yeah yeah that, that makes total sense with having such a star lineup right that's a huge lineup and any any uk company would be uh like any uk um broadcasting company would love that star like that lineup i mean sky are probably the closest but um yeah, I mean, if you've got the if you've got those people, uh, use definitely use them and educate the, the American audience through those incredible football legends. It's, yeah, well worth well worth having, um, which is great. Uh, do you do you ever tailor like the design work to the American audience? Do you, do you ever like try and get Amer- American stuff into the design to try and relate to the audience more, or um, I don't know, maybe you play on American football, or, or is there any any talk of that? <laughs> uh you know i'm i'm always trying to be different uh, than other companies like i see what br is doing what uh, 433 is doing and let's say uh espn fc is our competi- competition and i mm. guess fox soccer as well uh so i'm not trying to be person who is like for american audience we have too much american style like I always want our designs and our work to be clean and to say as many stuff as they can by by the design. Like if I can say, let's say about stat graphics, uh, if I don't have to actually match to uh, American style, uh, let's crap. I I, lo- I lost it. Sorry for that. I don't know what to say. Like. In the simple way, I don't want to uh, go with full American stylish. Like yeah. I think, I think we are giving uh, ne- natural uh, look rather than uh, American. Like right. our main goal is to attract a viewer rather than keep this American look. Like we Got don't you. see yeah. the difference. Like we don't see the difference uh, between uh, viewers. Like they are reacting much more better for more American stuff rather than neutral like it's all balanced it, it doesn't actually matter if stuff is uh in a more american way more more detailed or something like they're reacting to this no matter what like it, it doesn't matter the style it's rather yeah. it's the context and the uh the story behind it like yeah got you I understand yeah that makes, that makes sense what's uh what's your team like so, so do you have a I guess you have a guy that works or someone someone that works at CBS managing you or managing all the freelancers or how does how what's the team structure? Uh, currently, um, let's say I'm the leading graphic designer there. I'm not the lead, but they believe in my vision and my uh, let's say uh, ideas. Uh, so we are mostly based on hiring some freelancers to help. Sometimes, let's say. Uh, we need a guy to prepare a digital illustration for Benzema uh, getting the Ballon d'Or. So we are contacting with proper freelancer for it. And we are uh, covering mostly the stuff in a couple of ways. Let's say, firstly, we go with uh, this illustration, then we are going with stuff like the basic stuff for publisher to do. So, uh, We've got also team, our team is mostly based on this video stuff, like I said, but uh, to help me uh, during my time there, we're mostly contacting with freelancers to help. Like we have this sort of vision to present. So we are looking for proper freelancer to help us fulfill this uh, project. Like we did with with World Cup, uh, we contacted with one freelancer with, which did great job creating the stuff for uh, best goal scorer at the World Cup, uh, best young player at the World Cup. So it really depends on the vision of our senior producer, let's say, and mm. mine after our discussions. Mm. And then we are looking for proper people to help us uh, make it. But 
mostly every, let's say, design stuff like photo manipulation and creative design is on my shoulders. Like I'm mostly responsible for it, but you know, sometimes you cannot deliver as many projects as you want. Like if I could, you know, multiple myself uh, for, you know, 10 clones or more, I could, you know, take every stuff from there on my shoulders. Like I wish to do, but it's impossible. So uh, yeah, we are mostly based on freelancer um, contacting stuff rather than hiring. Like right now we don't uh, need to, I guess, finding a designer. We just want to contact with freelancers, give them up your opportunity to, uh, you know, have CBS in portfolio, uh, reach some audience and we also hope to with help of other freelancers uh, to reach much more people and gain much more reach like with help of freelancers sharing their stuff you are, have much more chance to get to other audience that can appreciate your stuff and maybe yeah. redis- rediscover it or something like this yeah we've seen that in the, in the sports design world where a freelancer does a job for one company and then all of a sudden they we're doing jobs for everyone so it's, it's real close network and people are looking at each other all the time um yeah so so you, you have a senior producer above you is it and then i'm just trying yeah. to work out how many people are in your team currently so you, senior producer he that what well, they they chat to you about the design idea you you make the design is there anyone else uh you say raj as well uh raj is our senior producer so he's like, okay, like cool. my my boss let's say but cool. our team contains, I, I guess, uh, it's 10 people or more, and we are adding freelancers as uh, backup yeah. for uh, projects. So we mostly have the one, uh, each week we've got this meeting to uh, review our stuff and let's say discuss what we can do much better, what we can change, uh, what, they're, they're, what the plan is for next week, what the plan is for uh, the Champions League. Uh, we're also trying to educate our uh, editors with Photoshop, like to do the simple stuff so they don't have to, let's say, it's maybe not the best word, but bother us with uh, less important stuff and qu- and quick for myself. Yeah, let's say. I get it, so, totally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're trying to educate them about it. So it also helps me to, you know, not have my mind on multiple pl- projects yeah. so I can focus on my own stuff like uh yeah and what else i can say well we are really i think small team uh at this moment but really we really enjoy working with ourselves like we have a lot of fun we have uh, arsenal fans there united fans spurs fans so uh we're really having this fun and vibe so we like to discuss on uh multiple stuff and uh mostly when our editors are you know, giving me the project, they, we have this some sort of schema, uh, or let's say, um, I don't know how to say this, like, they bring me, let's say, document with proper deadline, uh, with, uh, with elements that I should include in the design, like, we have this proper weight of our communication that helps us uh, speed up the process of creating much more uh, then we let's say uh, someone says, "Hey Megan, prepare uh, prepare me a graphic with uh, let's say uh, Vecors to Manchester United." Like we are having this bri- briefing stuff uh, with a lot of details, so uh, we can have fun and be much more advanced when times allows mm-hmm. it. But right now with winter transfer window, you don't have much time to you know think about the story or something. So. You have to come out with maybe a layout or something to speed this up and uh, deliver to your editors and to your publisher uh, each transfer that actually matters. Yeah, that must be a quick turnaround as well. Obviously, a story could come out of nowhere and then the next day you might sign, right? Yeah, the best example, I guess, it's Mudrick. Uh, yeah. You know, everything was prepared for him to be an Arsenal player. Then Chelsea, out of, out of the blue, came out and yeah. took him. So I guess uh, much of my work went to the trash after that move. We had this story <laughs> and everything. And like it was, mm, 
it was happening during the weekend. I was off back then and I suddenly hear that Mudrik is going to Chelsea. So uh, I had to come up and, uh, you know, save the day or something. But <laughs> we find, we actually made this simple layout just in terms of in case some, some situations like this happens. But, you yeah. know, we want to really present the story. We... We've got this ambition, and I myself have this ambition to, you know, always breaking the boundaries, etc., etc. But sometimes time does not allow you to, you know, to make more advanced stuff, and you have yep. to uh, take yourself and do some simple stuff, which for me is hard because I, I always want to overthink uh, stuff. Like I always want want my work to be advanced or something, but sometimes I should just stop and maybe think about simple way to do this, which I think each designer is la- learning during uh, his career. Like you're finding ways for yourself that that really works. You know mm. uh, what sort of work you are able to make, let's say in five, 10 minutes and which one you, you aren't able. So. You don't have to bother your mind about that. You cannot make it. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. It's good. it's good to know what you can do in your limitations and, and time wise. That's something I'm still struggling with, to, trying to learn when to say yes and no to projects and how long they're going to take. Yeah. It's a constant, uh, a constant struggle. Because uh, one pro- the same project, if you, I don't know, if you're designing a poster for someone and one. Yeah, and then someone else comes along and says, "Can I have a poster as well?" It might take completely different times depending on if the amount of changes and feedback. And so, um, yeah, I'm still learning about that. But uh, yeah, that no, is really really interesting to chat with you and um, get a bit more in- yeah. insight into CBS and and your your insight into you and who, who you are and your history and stuff. And that's uh, it's, it's good stuff. Good uh, good to know. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast and having a chat. Thanks so much, uh-huh. Mark. I guess I could <laughs> talk much more. I yeah, guess well, so. Well, I'll get you so, back. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, you know, for the future, I could, you know, uh, talk about design and stuff uh, much more longer. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely we'll do we'll do a part two. We'll do a second episode sometime. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> we'll see, actually. But yeah, uh, just returning to, just want to, you know, sum up one thing. Like yeah. the hardest thing for a designer is to sometimes say no to the client. Like. You really want to, let's say, add FIFA, UEFA or someone who is reaching out to you, to your portfolio. And you are already with a lot of projects on your head. And I think this is sometimes the hardest part to say no to yourself or something and to manage your time properly. So I guess this would be my advice for other younger, let's say, designers. Like we see that many young designers are coming into industries with, let's say, 14, 15 years old and like, let's say, just manage your time properly and uh, always uh, let yourself, you know, stop and say no. That would be my sum up, I guess. That's good. That is good advice. That is good advice. I like that. How, how have you, uh, well, I don't know, I guess, how, how, how have you managed to say no, even though it's quite an enticing project? I don't, you don't need to give any examples, but how... I don't know, there might be an example where you're managing stuff outside of your design career and you're struggling for time, but it's a really exciting project. So it could be a big dream project and you can't you might, you can't really do your best job on it because you're managing stuff outside of that. Like, uh, it's really tough because sometimes you have to... Um, you have to think about also your your mental health and how are you feeling. Like... If the project is stressing you out so much, like I had one project that was really stressing me out each week out, week and week out, and I decided to leave it because of my, let's say, mental health, my private life, etc. Like when you feel this might be too much, it's actually better to tell the client that you are not available at this time. But if he's interested for, let's say, another project, just I guess this is better way to offer yourself out of this because then clients see that mm. you're a responsible person and you really take care about uh, delivering it on time and etc. So this is the thing I really learned, let's say, in last year mostly. Like I started to saying myself no uh, due to some projects because it was too much. 
I would rather, you know, stop and be sure that I can deliver it rather than stressing everyone out that there there is really strict deadline and etc. Yeah, that's good. That's good advice. That's a good way to reply as well. And it's not, it's not like saying I can't take it on and I won't take on the other projects. It's, it's saying I'm still open to it in the future. That's a good uh, soft letdown, as I'd say. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, always be honest. Uh, finally, what's your best purchase under a hundred dollars or euros? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, t- I'm actually taking euros, dollars, pounds. So it doesn't <laughs> matter for me. My bank, my bank account is transferring, so you know, it doesn't actually matter. But I guess for me, it's sometimes time. Sometimes it's tough to uh, rate my project because. One client wants to have a creative uh, project. One wants to have the photo manipulation. Photo manipulation is much more advanced, so I'm charging more. So it's like yeah. this. No, no, I, the, sorry. Uh, on the podcast, we ask uh, last question on the podcast, and it's like a like. What, it's just what? What's your best? Part, what's the best thing you've bought under a hundred dollars? So like, what's? Uh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, or you could give a life hack as well. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Under Sorry, let's say one hundred dollars, right? Let's yeah, stick yeah, to dollars. Yeah. Oh my! Oh my gosh! I don't know. Um, <laughs> I put uh, you on the spot. I'm, uh, I'm trying to. I would say actually, I'm a simple person. Uh, it's a notebook. Like nice. I'm a sort of I'm a sort of person that likes to write everything down. I, I, maybe I will show. I I have this uh, notebook. Uh, it's it's a gift actually, but. Each year, I'm buying myself a new uh, notebook just to know things I have to do, my ideas I have in mind to not forget about it. Mm. Like, I have a lot of ideas in this notebook, but I don't have time to actually uh, to actually realize uh, everything that lies down there. But, yeah, I would definitely say it's a notebook. Like, for me, it's a really serious part of my workflow and everything, so... For me, it's the best thing under hundred dollars. Maybe it's simple or, but I I, I really like note, notebooks. Like I've got a bunch of them, so each year has this old mark and everything. I feel like every designer has a good notebook, and they're all, they're always designers. You can't have enough notebooks as the designer. Um, yeah, yeah I, re- I really enjoyed. I actually really enjoy the project, like the uh, like time management and. Um, I don't know the admin side of design, like managing your time. I don't know. I quite enjoy making sure it's all all right and it's on track. I don't know. I don't know if you enjoy that at all, or if it's just a bit of a, a bit of a burden. But um, yeah, I like I like not so much the emails, but I like, I like keeping track of things. It's good. It's a good skill. Yeah, it's a really good skill. Like you know, you have everything digitalized, like you said, emails and etc. But sometimes. I rather keep it traditional, simple. So yeah. maybe this is the way I am. Like I like to keep things, uh, uh, you know, uh, traditional. But sometimes I know I forget to note something in the notebook, so I have to maybe put this on my phone. And then uh, I have this kind of routine. Like I have to put this in the notebook. Like my day cannot be without putting something into the notebook. But Everything is digitalized and everything, so I believe one day I will have to drop it and get used to uh, maybe a note on a MacBook or something. But currently, I would stick to the note. Nice one, nice one. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate you doing this. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. It was good to chatting with you, and thank you for inviting me here.